Welcome to the Loose and Conversational Podcast. My name is David, and along with my co-star Jen, I sit down weekly over a few drinks to chat with friends. When I first thought about doing this podcast, I immediately thought about today's guest, and it's a thrill to get him on the show. Kevin Birch is a chef, an entrepreneur, and an all-around great person. He is half of the team behind ChefsEarth.ca, which he founded along with his wife. Kevin and I worked together, kind of briefly, six years ago, but I can't think of a time when it wasn't fun. He's a man of insight and depth, too. He has given me great advice, and that has had a profound impact on my life. Join us as we get caught up. It's been a while since we last spoke. Also, maybe it's just me, but this guy has a great voice. Enjoy, everybody. Welcome to the Loose and Conversational Podcast. bedrooms with their blinds <laughs> wide open and and don't seem to care that they're butt naked sounds like one man's dream <laughs> yeah i don't have a problem with any of that <laughs> i walk around naked all the time too but it, you know it's it's certainly not for anybody else but some people like right. it right yeah absolutely. But with them they're adventurous let's or i don't know what they're trying to do it's like the yawn in front of the window like you can watch them fuck no no I, that's why i went out and bought blinds at ikea you know those the rolling ones that are it's kind of it puts oh, a yeah. cloud yeah. in front of everything, but the light still comes through. Those. So, are you married, Kevin? Yeah, yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. yeah. oh yeah. Let's officially I've been together. Seventeen years, with my wife. <laughs> I've been twenty, so back up. All right. Yeah, I was I was married for twenty four years. <laughs> Look how miserable that turned fucking out. Fucking years. Actually, yeah. to, to be honest, I'm yes. still married. The end. Yeah, they were miserable years. It's like he likes to paint them as something different. Yeah. No. Yeah, but you know what? One of the things about we the- haven't talked in a while. Yeah, in a long time. Since you, <laughs> since, you, since you talked me out of being married. But we'll get to that in a second. Come on now. Okay, everybody, let's play the music and then we'll get started. So Kevin's been married for 17 years, but he talked you out of being married? Yeah, we're going no, no, we, we, we to get to it. Okay. Let's start this so it's official. Okay, okay everybody, you ready? Yes. Is this new music? That's 100% not the right music. What the <laughs> hell was that? I liked I that better. I liked that better. <laughs> That last shit was yeah, terrible. what the hell was that? I don't know, but it was kind of porny, you know, like... Boo-boo-doo, you can't hear this? Well, why can't you hear the music? You can't hear oh, that, Kevin? yeah. No. Make this our new start. Oh, yeah. I don't hear anything. Welcome to the Loose and Conversational Podcast. He's David, and I'm yeah, Jen. Zen- Zencaster's not even remotely working the way it's supposed to work right now, so we're going to lump it. I don't think I don't... Zencaster's the problem. I'm just going to... What gonna, does that I'm... mean? Yeah, but but the, the, what's happening right now? So at, at any given. Hello, I'm Polly, the loose and conversational podcast moderator. Literally, the next five minutes is David going on in nauseating detail about how the podcast is recorded. We get it. There's stuff. We are cutting it out to save you from turning off the podcast. It's very nerdy. It is. It is. It's so nerdy and he can't even figure the shit out. Well, and it's funny because you asked me if this, we, what did you ask if we do this at work to? Employee engagement or something? Well, because there might, of course, you know, <laughs> why would a podcast not be a good idea for employees off at home during COVID uh, feeling the stress? It would. Oh, yeah. They get a fun, uh, they get a fun I podcast. I mean, it's clear you've never listened to it. Otherwise you would not yeah. be saying these yeah, words. We, we, 
It would have to be dampered down, I'm sure. We have a record where we haven't talked about a certain topic for 27 minutes into a podcast, but there's an inappropriate topic we've talked about every single time in a podcast. No matter who it was. No matter who it was. A Mormon? A Mormon? Well, that was early on. The, the longest one was the goalie. Yeah, the hockey player, which the you'd think player. it would have come in a lot quicker. Yeah, no. Yeah. And yeah. we're not even going to tell you what the topic is, just so it's if it comes up, it's organic. Um, and it's not bowel movements. But, but that why also comes up as well. There? Remember, I've had a lot of conversations with you about a lot of different things. Yeah, I know. That's so why I'm confident it's going to come up. shock me. <laughs> David talks about bowel movements a lot, so I can see that coming up. But anyways, yeah. 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 And, All right. Uh, Take so, us away, David. But how this did come about was we have to transition into this idea of virtual and hybrid meetings. And we okay. were working on that at work, right? Coming up with like what kind of equipment would we need? using equipment yes. we already had, like trying to yeah. figure out how to do it. Cause all the solutions we saw off the self shelf didn't work. Yeah. So we sat down and we continue to work on it to this day to try and get better at it. At one point I was like, you know, everything we're doing to make hybrid and virtual meetings happen is the exact same things we would have to do to have a podcast. In other words, uh, capture a really high quality mono spoken audio signal and run it into your computer. So then we came up with this idea to do it. I, I have a reason why I do a podcast. And uh, then Jen sat in what on the first reason? two. The, uh, because exactly what I'm doing right now. Exactly what I'm doing right now. To connect with other people. Because as, as much as, as good as my you life gets. You need to do that. Yeah, as, as good as my life is, it, there's not enough connection in it. I was never sitting down and just having a few drinks and talking to people, right? All right. So, how good is your life on a scale of one to ten? Well, let's get we'll get into it, Jen. Why well, I'm trying, but you're just. I mean, for me, the lockdown is really a no brainer. I don't yeah. really give a shit one way or the other. Really, uh, oh. you know me. I'm a I'm I've never been that social butterfly guy. So oh. to me, it's awesome. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's tough for some of us. Well, that's my husband. He never he never wants to go back yeah. out into the world. And I am aware of that. I do have empathy towards other people. It's not that I'm. It's funny. You don't enjoy comparing. the you don't enjoy the social side, but you're a really social guy, which has always puzzled me. I enjoy being social, but I find it it really wears me out. It does, eh? So would you say you're an introvert? No, because in my younger days I had a lot of parties <laughs> and a lot of friends. And we were like the the cool guys, if you will. And then uh, later on, when I started focusing on my career, I think is when I became more introverted. It wasn't because I'm some kind of cre- creepy guy. It's because I was seriously, I watched my friends continue to um, be young, I guess, while they were getting older. Uh-huh. And uh, while that was happening, I just thought that's not what's supposed to be happening. So I'm going to hmm. get away from that and focus on myself and my career, right? And how old were you when that happened? <laughs> 17. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a funny thing. I literally have no idea how old you are. Are we the same I'm age? I'm not going to tell you. How old do you think I am? 49. Mm, pretty close, yeah. Honestly, if I had to guess, that's because that's my age. If I had to guess, like just from talking to you, I'd say you're like 41 or 42. Oh, jeez. A, a lot of people say that too. In my defense, so, I can't see you, so I'm basing this purely off your voice and life experience. I, well, I've sounded like this when I was 18 as well. Uh, so You've got a really good voice too. Yeah, you do. It's a, yeah, thank you. You, you, should, you. you should consider having a podcast. No. Jen, I, I, I can tell how much. <laughs> it over. I can tell by the way Jen looks and the way she's talking, how much she's enjoying uh, voice. your voice. Yeah. And I've done enough podcasts with her now. By 20 minutes from now, I'll be able to smell how much she's enjoying it. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know. You're not a very good gauge at that with the Cletus podcast. So <laughs> no offense, Cletus. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, first off, are you going to use your real name on the podcast? You don't have to. 
Yeah, I told my my uh, marketing guy that I <laughs> they might not have access to this. It depends on what goes on. Oh, well, we can be we can be actually. It's it's funny because and we may talk about this at some point. And we may not. We, we have this big. What do you mean? Tell me about myself. That's such a vague question. <laughs> Why would we well, have you on this podcast? Yeah, What's well, interesting about well, you? If, if for people who don't know who Kevin Birch is, and you are a pretty fascinating guy. First off, you're a you're a trained chef, right? Yes. And you're quite the chef. You're the best chef I've ever worked with. Whoa, that's high that, praise. Yeah. I heard He that. really is. Yep. And, and I wouldn't say, and it's funny because I obviously worked with a few chefs. Well, and this is like going right to now. do the opposite of, you know, employee engagement. <laughs> no, but I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain what I mean by that. Um, because I think it's one thing to be a good chef. And our chef right now is a really good chef. And I worked with a guy named Ian who was amazing. A guy named mm-hmm. Dominic Gio who was amazing. But you mm-hmm. went into a really difficult situation and you turned it around. Like so mm-hmm. quickly. I think yeah. when I say you're the best chef, I don't know if you cook the best food I've ever had. I mean, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but your ability to run a kitchen, unsurpassed by anyone. And I think in Kananaskis, that was shown by the situation you went into was characterized by the disastrous chefs. And I don't even know what was there before you got there, to so be honest. basically you're saying he's really good because everybody else was terrible. No, no, he really is. He really took an incredibly difficult situation because I was only there for five months. How long were you there for? Two years, I want to say. Almost years. But we, you, yeah, you only I got mean, there shortly before I did. Yeah. And of course, you knew what a disaster it was. I don't think I've ever seen a mess like that. From Yeah. I honestly didn't know how bad it was, but I knew how bad know, it could be and it was worse. I've seen much filthier properties, like physically dirty properties. Uh-huh. But I've never seen a property that's been so mismanaged and and uh, pieced together yeah. my whole life. Yeah, it right? was terrible. It's absolutely terrible. You know, when we came in, I thought, uh, well, that's what it was. Here we go. This it's our job to clean this place up and get it shining again, and uh, that's what we did yeah. for the last little bit, if you will, of of that old place before it was renovated. Yeah. Right? So, and, what time period was this? Sorry. Well, remember when I in between courtyard oh, and here? It was yeah, that. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know exactly the timeline, Jen. <laughs> I mean, I kind of knew by the five month period, but I just wanted to Jen, bring that up again. Yeah. What do you do? Who like? What do what is I your do? What do I do? That association with David. So really, I hired him. It's funny. We never directly say who Jen is or what she yeah, does. I'm anonymous. We, yeah. we we hint like we hint at it a lot. I hired David, so I'm in, and I hired David and plucked him from the reject pile because nobody in my company wanted to. Hire him and i said no no it would still rather i'm not here probably <laughs> they're like no no i'm like no you don't no fit the mold buddy right i see a little something in him and i'm like let's just give him a chance and so he came back in for i don't know what five interviews at the end of the day yeah. but and now she mm. shows pictures of my <laughs> to her sisters <laughs> <laughs> i just want to for the record say i don't look at them i just show them <laughs> yeah and she just shows up she, hey what do you eyes. think of this yeah yeah i i see i'm the opposite of the covid rules i still usually have a gathering once a weekend with my cohort, I do respect. It's her family. It's her family. I do respect the cohort rules. I've never gone outside my cohort, but um, I need that social aspect. And so, anyways, this weekend I had uh, some of my cohort over, and we passed David's dick around the table. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry, if that was a drink. It would have been spilled everywhere. <laughs> it looked like one, though. That was pretty hilarious. I mean, the smoke came out. And I never thought I would say that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say David's probably hard as a rock right now. Well, he wasn't oh, then. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we're also trying to pretend that the the thing has nothing to do with us. Well, it's too late now because they're it? just the irony. Yeah. yeah anyway, there's a whole big story about the his focus okay. group. His focus group is my family, essentially yeah. my aunt. They're my. They're my, my they're, they test things out for me. We were supposed <laughs> to have that, that was like a week and a half ago, right? Yeah. We we're supposed to have our big OnlyFans episode. 
And it tied into this big OnlyFans thing we were going to do, and then we got stood up by our OnlyFans person. Shocker. Yeah. Mm. So that would that hurt. Anyway, so you're a chef. I'm sorry, you that were was, a chef. That was Dick Talk. How much time? That wasn't that wasn't Dick Talk. Oh, well, that was we a were, lot of Dick Talk. We were talking okay, about Dick your Talk. Dick That's talk. probably the most Dick Talk I've had. <laughs> Fifteen in, minutes since the last time minutes. I saw David. Yeah, we talked about passing your dick around the table. Not sure how that's not Dick Talk. Yeah, Dick. Uh, dick Talk is what we. Uh, what we measure. In we time. always talk about. Yeah. We always talk about. I can't tell you what I'm imagining when you guys say that. So. <laughs> well, I can send you a picture. Yeah. It's not what you expect. It doesn't it's look like, like a, a circle dick. jerk, but David's in the middle. Of the Again, side, yeah. <laughs> David's usual feedback is, um, "It looks like a potato. Why is it so gray?" Yeah, my apparently my dick's gray and looks like a potato. Oh, like a tuna can. And you can see how it's funny because a lot of people have podcasts for professional reasons. They want to build up their profile or they want to make themselves seem more confident or so professional. A lot of pretty serious people out there. Yeah. yeah. Boy, yeah, we're not. My favorite was your one with Brown Brent because you literally are never going to get employed anywhere else after you trash talked all Why? of your employers. Well, just Sawridge, which was horrible. Sawridge and Kananaskis to some extent. Okay, well, if Kananaskis was to like come and say, hey, we don't appreciate what you said, I would say, hey, I don't appreciate your fucking engineering guy leaving me stranded 400 kilometers from home. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I'm yeah. just saying. So fuck, <laughs> like, they can't get offended by that, oh right? My God. They wouldn't be allowed to say anything anyway. I, I you know? dropped my keys down the toilet while I was taking a shit in Kananaskis and no. flushed them before because I had I didn't know that. Well, no, no, no. Just It just happened just this past summer. Oh, I was there as a not, guest. Oh, oh, okay, okay. And engineering was like, they were not going to help me. So luckily I had somebody coming from Edmonton who was able to pick up my spare set of keys and bring them out. Or I literally would have been stranded 400 kilometers away. Yeah, I was just going to say something, but I got to be careful. Well, well, that could have something to do perhaps with the new management. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you got to be careful? Yo, Kevin worked for the new management. Oh. No, you know what? I'll say this. And if they're listening to it, like if anybody from the company is listening to it and you want to talk about it more... I'll be more than happy to talk about it more, right? Because I've spoken of my admiration for Pomeroy, yeah. who owns the hotel, even though we weren't going to name the well, hotel. Well, you liked you Bob. Have. You I think Bob. it's yeah. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, we met Bob. Bob used to stay at this hotel. We loved Bob mm-hmm. before, you know, he, mm-hmm. he, he mm-hmm. passed away, sadly. But I have a lot oh, of admiration. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. I, I have a lot of admiration for the company. I'm yeah. super glad because you know the absolute fucking disaster the hotel was before they bought it. You know, I'm going to be uh, objective about it. It wasn't really about the family for me. It was it was more about the lack of experience, I suppose, oh, yeah. in taking on a project like that. Yeah, for sure. And then just the dismissive attitude. Where I'll and, give them props is, and e- no. this even ties into not having the experience or not having whatever, that they mm. jumped in with both feet and threw the money in and started yeah, renovating the property. Absolutely. And they've absolutely. done a really good job of renovating the property. They can't get service together. They don't get the people side of it. And if they want to challenge me on that, come and challenge me on it. Well, and I've had the same experience every time I've gone there. I've never had exceptional service well, where, or even good service. Where does that come from, guys? Where well, does that come from? comes from the top. Comes from management. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, it comes from culture. And Jen and I talk about that all the time. I mean, we could start a whole podcast about culture, right? I say we don't ever talk about it on the culture, but we could so that, <laughs> on the to podcast. To me, that's what they're missing. So you, if you look at a, a company like Marriott, you just, you just want to be there. Yep. Um, you yep. want to be a part of it. Obviously, it was very good to me. But with those guys, they have to change the culture. The culture yeah. is not there. The They might have all the fancy uh, rhetoric on the website promoting, but people can tell if it's there or not. Yeah, right? to, to be in a situation that I was in. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, I have never not gone there. And it is rare that I know somebody who goes there. Because everybody loves Kananaskis. And, and Kananaskis is like my home, right? Like, I go, I have a trailer a and I go, camp, I go camping there all the time in the summer. And they did an outstanding job. They did. Right? Yeah, they, they did. did. They did, right? And I, and I'm... 
I'm not knocking their company and I think they're great, but the, the people side of it, a hundred percent, whether it intimidates them or they don't know what to do. I mean, two things that show me, you know, if they said, well, do better, I would say, number one, I would say I was there when we did better and we did better with half the building. And two, Mm -hmm. what you did when you were in Kananaskis, right? Because you literally Mm -hmm. walked in there and- You should have nothing to do with the building. It's, it's the service. It's the recovery. You know that. Well, the building was pretty bad when I was there. No, it was. And at the end, you could only, you know, uh, compensate for the air conditioning and this so much. Yeah. However, there was a moment when we were across the board, number one in FMB. Yep. Although at a brief moment, it, it was true. And we did it with a property that was in the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with rooms that were from, you know, the 80s, right? There's, so, there's absolutely no reason why they shouldn't be correct. at That's the what top I'm in F&B now. They have a beautiful renovated property. Yeah, yeah. What's the excuse? They've had time. It's not like yeah. the customers going there have changed, right? Like, yeah. they, It's got- not just them. It's I've seen it all over the world with like that. Like people think that the beautiful property is going to compensate for the lack of service and it just doesn't work. Yeah. Right. When I first came work. here to the, the, yeah. uh, we had, a, I mean, this, this hotel is amazing. Like it's beautiful. Even six years old, it's still beautiful when you walk in. Yes. We had a challenge at the beginning because the staff would, and, and the leadership would let the building speak for itself and they really wouldn't put the effort. I think in. that lasts for a little while, buddy. Yeah, well, but it, and we did po- we did poorly on our first couple of BSAs, and oh. we would get extra points because the auditor would be so impressed with the building, right? And it wasn't until we really started buckling down first on standards and then on being friendly, for lack of a better way to put, and connecting with guests, and then things really started to hit, and then we started winning awards and things started going well. And to mm-hmm. this day, it's why we're still even in these horrible, addled times, we're still a better hotel than than most other hotels. But at the same time with me, because I want to get to you in a second because you've left the industry and I want to talk about what you're doing now. But with me, I have like, I think I'm a bit of an outcast in this industry because I'm a little bit outspoken. I don't, I, I, it's funny. I said this a little while ago. Actually, I said this in a podcast. And it didn't make it into the podcast, the Brent one, because we didn't really talk about it much. I think that most hotel general managers fail into their position. Yeah, Jen just laughed and looked well, away. No, I, I agree. But it's true. Yeah, it's true. Most hotel general managers, me included, we fail into the position. We don't come out of high school saying, I'm going to go and become a hotel general manager. Well, who does? Yeah, who exactly. Does? Who does, right? Because You're there's a, a generalist, lot- right? Well, I just don't think it's something, maybe some people do, but if you if you had this romantic idea of being a hotelier and then you actually got into the industry, you'd be like, fuck this. I don't know. I don't know, David. I think there's a lot of, especially in the European market and yes. overseas, people live and breathe yeah. it every day. They've grown up in it. There's generations of families that have grown up over here. It's, you know, we're like Denny's of the hotel yeah, world. Yeah, granted, right? I'm talking about the fishbowl I live in, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think it's a, I mean, there is a quite a passion out there. I, I mean, as a chef, I can attest to that. There's the guys who will never, ever have that feeling of... Um, the sacrosanct of being part of that, you know, the union of chefs, right? Yeah. And what it takes to create. I think there's a lot of people out there like that, GMs included, man. But maybe your experiences. Of- yeah, I'm not general. I'm not saying everybody's like that. I'm not saying like mm. definitely Dan, the GM we work for. He's. I wouldn't say it's something he failed into. Dan's one of the. I don't want to say anything about Dan. <laughs> no, I'll, you know, I like Dan. I love Dan. And Dan yeah, he was good yeah, to me. Dan, That's all I got to say. Dan was like the last guy I worked for, or I was even been around or had a discussion with who really gets yeah. it, right? Like he really understands how to run a hotel. I talked to a lot of other GMs and the reasons that their hotel general managers are not because they're really good at running hotels. 
at some point, our industry has started seeing virtue in other things, right? And I'm not going to say what that is because I don't want well, to insult and, anybody. And I but. think times have changed. GMs don't come from an F&B background necessarily anymore. No. They come from accounting and business backgrounds, right? Or, so, or they come from purely administrative backgrounds. Except in Fairmont, a lot of the GMs are chefs. Like look at David Garcelin right now too, right? Oh, yeah. The GM of the Springs there, right? Ex chef, he was the chef of the Cananascus when it was uh, when it was uh, not a Fairmont, but the not Fairmont Canadian Pacific back in the day when it was a fine, fine hotel, right? Yeah. So you were in the industry and then you left. So tell us what you're doing now. So I. I went and taught about four years ago uh, at SATE because they came a calling and I couldn't resist. I mean, it, it's it, it it at the time was a great place to go. Plus, you don't really want to be, I don't know, in my case, I didn't want to be chefing it until I'm like an old man, right? Like your body's going to break down. Yeah. So. so I went and did that. And uh, at the same time, because basically it was at the end of Kananaskis, and I thought, I'm not going through this again, you know. Um, it was a real mess at the very end there. Like when Marriott and Pomeroy kind of got into it, it just kind of, we all went waving in the wind. And, and I thought, you know what? We went through 9-11. We went through the oil bust. We saw all sorts of ups and downs. And, you know, these companies that are loyal to you, but can't, they're really in control of your own destiny, of your destiny. And I just thought I've, I've had enough of that. So I created my own destiny, if you will. That's what I did. So I created a company called Chef's Earth Inc., you know, we provide naturally true chef-crafted foods as best we can, and we're trying to start out and promote in a way that kind of uh, gets real eating out into uh, North American society. It's an ambitious goal. I've hired a pretty big marketing company where, yeah, we're moving full steam ahead with it, and I really uh, hope it works. So so last time I talked to you, you had you were in the... F- is it a farmer's market, that thing in Calgary? Yes. Is it where it used to be? It used to be in like army the barracks, barracks or something. Yeah. No, that was years ago. <laughs> Many years ago. So it's a, it's a new facility that was built a few years back at the top. They're building another one in the northwest, just at the foothills. And uh, they're building a whole new markets and neighborhoods down in there. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember. But yeah, so it's going well. Let me just say that. It's going well. Oh, that's great. And I'm excited. And it's awesome getting up every day, dude, and being your own boss. And I was I'm so I was so sick of making other people successful. I thought I turned to my wife who's also a chef, like, why don't we just do this for ourselves and cut everybody else out? Yeah. And uh that's what we did and it's it's going well. So Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, dude. So you still have a booth? Yeah, so 200 square feet at the Calgary Farmer's Market. And we're online. We just built a brand new website. We just built an ordering system online where you can basically uh, pick and choose your menus. Uh, we do catering on the side as well. And, um, you know, so is, just... the, is the food cooked or? So, no, it's like uh, it's like by design. So the original one, I what I crafted was for the Heart and Stroke Foundation, right, in the Marriott Hotel. So basically, I took a salad by design idea, which we concocted with uh, grains and nuts and seeds and berries and legumes. And at the end, there's things like uh, organic chicken breast, wild salmon, you know, spring-fed lamb rack, Alberta uh, grain-fed grilled sirloin steak. And we do all sorts of frozen meals and stuff like that. So really what it's about is, you know, 
each guest being able to show up and have a very different experience than the next guest okay. by putting their own concoction together. Or they can pick one from our menu, which I've put in kind of a familiar way in, in lunch items and breakfast items. So we do, you know, soaked oats. We do a breakfast wrap. We do things like that. We do, you know, I've got really things that are kind of kicking right now, like the back 40 bowl where we do our own butternut squash in there and roasted beets and, and uh, buckwheat. And How do you um, fit this turf- into 200 square feet? Oh, it's super easy, dude. <laughs> you got to come and see me. Well, I remember last time I talked to you, uh, you were, I think you had just kind of started this. And I was like, you I should did. come do this in Edmonton. And you know what he said? What? He said Edmonton wouldn't get it. Wow, that's <laughs> harsh. That? Yeah, you were, like, you, you were like, no, no, no. People from Edmonton, this is like above them. Wow. I'm not saying I disagree. I was just saying. I that. disagree. We have a pretty good food scene here. No, we don't. I disagree. Respectfully. I, I don't think we have a, a decent... Listen, in, listen. it's in, not a we. You don't live here, so... <laughs> I mean Canada in general, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's what we're doing. I mean, I quit the teaching in July. Oh, you did? Uh, if you, oh, yeah, dude. What a quitter. It, I mean, it, it wasn't my cup of tea either. Let's just say that. <laughs> It's like groundhog. Day. Was, there's got to be a good story. Yeah, what was not your cup of tea? Yeah, there's got to be like an students? incident or was something it, happened. Was it your colleagues? Was it cleaning up your leg? Like I, I would drop so many f bombs. Like, I, are you allowed to drop f bombs when you're did, teaching adults? Did it, involve, did it involve the phrase "nice tits"? <laughs> no, God. Let's, uh, let's just say it was good times. Yeah, I, I don't I feel like that's say. enough, but maybe offline you can tell me more, Kevin. He's like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to help my business right now. I don't want to talk about that. So are you a part of the lifestyle as well? From what I gather, most of David's friends from Kananaskis no, are? No, he's not. Oh, okay. oh, I don't know. I don't know. Clue, are you? What's the lifestyle? Oh, there you go. He's not. <laughs> well, you'd have to know Listen in order to, to be a part Why would of you it? jump to that? Well, you know, just trying to <laughs> pick it up that? a little. The lifestyle is sw- swingers. Swingers like Cletus. No, man. By the way, if anybody's listening, sorry, I don't mean to segue for a second. I'll get right back to it. But Amanda and Cletus have like... Neck and neck. And they have so many more listens than everybody else. They're like our two superstars. And like with all the listens they've had, Amanda's one ahead of Cletus. Keep going, Amanda. Yeah. If you like big black cock, Amanda's is yours. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But if you want to hear about adventurous sexuality, you listen to Cletus. (laughs) Anyway, getting back to Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. So what's uh, exciting about Mine you? Mine will be the most boring episode. What's a fun right? fact about you, Kevin? Uh, well, I could throw one out. I, I don't know. One. Okay, throw one out, David. I know one. What? What? Well, I'll just say, so we, we have a person who's most a part of our podcast who has said they will never be on our podcast because she turns down all her podcast requests. Oh. <laughs> is our mutual friend, Joanna. Oh, God. And, uh, oh, who, oh, who okay. oddly enough sent me like accidentally sent me a text at like six thirty this Honestly, morning. Honestly, what I would do to have her in the room and just to pick her brain, like I would literally, I would suck Cletus's dick to do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would love to have her on here. <laughs> like I she is, would, where is she? She's really fine. Where is she? She's in Calgary. Yeah. What's she doing here? I thought she moved to Hawaii <laughs> or something like that. Didn't she? <laughs> didn't You're she? funny, Kevin. no. no. <laughs> You can't, you can't fall. That was something she was going to do. It's called, because, it's no. what we refer to as a pipe dream. Yeah. Every woman who goes to Hawaii says they're going to move to Hawaii. 
and then doesn't because yeah, reality sets Because it. Rea- well, it's Hawaii, right? <laughs> so what's she doing in Calgary? Oh, I have no idea. We no, we're know. not friends anymore. But she's very much into oh. conspiracy theories yeah. and oh. like I mean, every really, now and then. You, you guys were like best buds. Yeah, you know, we were. Was it appropriate, Kevin? Like, would you describe that relationship? Kevin as doesn't know the whole story. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Kevin doesn't know the whole story. Was it appropriate? I think it was probably necessary. Oh, you know what? This time. is a great time to segue into something. Okay. This is a great time yeah. to segue into something because in 2016, so five years ago, I was in the process right now. Of, it feels like longer. I know. It's, it does, eh? Yeah. It, it feels so much longer. Mm-hmm. But I was in the process of working through, uh, working into a separation. So I'd been married for 24 years. And in October, I had told my wife, I just can't do this anymore. We need to separate. And originally, we were going to separate in February. And then we decided, no, 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 that's premature. So we ended up separating in July July of what would that have been 2016 I guess yeah and it's been a roller coaster ride ever since then and everybody thinks and everybody thought at the time because I was it was a very stressful time right it was a very difficult time and for by me. everybody he means me you but you mean it's still Megan. a roller coaster ride no 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 no, 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 no it's not well for oh, okay. different reasons there's different roller coasters but the uh, the money um, train's going to stop soon yeah at the time I was hanging out with Joe a lot, right? And you you were there when you were there when Joe and I first became friends, right? We had mm-hmm. a similar sense mm-hmm. of humor and and we really we really got along. And as one could say she was she perhaps needed you as much as you needed her For sure. at the time, at the time, yeah. And she was going through a difficult time too. It propelled things yeah. forward in a good way, but going back in time and you saying my relationship is not even remotely like Megan shouldn't have an issue with it at all. Was yeah. Oh, no, no, it was, there was inappropriateness at the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was never really something that was driven by desire. Um, yeah. Desire. Yeah. Right. And, uh, um, and there were even times where I thought maybe it should be right. Like we went to Hawaii together and there was times I in mean, Hawaii. You guys I was tried. Like, yeah, I was like, maybe I should I should try to fuck her, but but it was never there. But one of the where this ties into you is everybody thinks I left my wife because of my relationship with Joanne. And I, I don't think, think that. You but did you think it at the oh. time though? No? No. Okay, that's good. Yeah. But a lot of people do, including Megan at the time, including Callie. Including I mean, Callie, if I was right? your wife, I would think that. Yeah. I mean, you'd just gone to Hawaii with this chick. So. No, no, this was before Hawaii. This was before Hawaii. But yeah, like, but as still, you're, that friendship was escalating to the point where it was not healthy for your marriage. So if I was your wife, I would have assumed the same thing, is all I'm saying. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, if I could do it all over again, there's no way in hell I would have gone to Hawaii with her yeah. because now I realize how it looked. But everybody thinks that it was because Joe and I were spending time together and it was like, well, I'm going to leave my wife of 24 years and start dating this much younger. Younger. She's what twelve years younger. I mean, she's yeah, she's twelve years younger than me. I can certainly attest that wasn't the case at all. Yeah. Like I don't think I got a, a vibe from Joanne that that was. Well, that's the key here is that you didn't get a vibe from Joanne. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, I mean, to this day, her and I. Nor you, really. Yeah. No. No. Her, like, to this day, and I'll still say, like, those times were good times, and she made me laugh, and I made I thought I made her laugh, and I thought there was a lot of genuineness. So, I really think she was there for your transition in in the most positive way. Because I don't know that you would have had the same. I don't know strength, the right word to to move forward. you know what I'm saying? Like I, there was maybe a point of that. And then I think there was a point where it became more negative than positive. Yeah. Fair. More negative than positive. And so people, you know, when I'm, I don't know when I first kind of came to this conclusion, but I realized people thought I left my wife because of my relationship with Joanne. And it was actually something you said to me. You, Kevin, not you, you, Jennifer. It was two conversations. And the craziest thing is I can't remember when we had the second one. You other Kevin. That's how we refer to you when we talk about Kevin. You other Kevin. Yeah. I know three Kevins. So you're... (laughs) You're, you're your other one of them. Just call me Birch. <laughs> yeah, Birch. Oh, Birchy. Yeah. There you he go. Was, first off, I remember when we were in uh, sitting in Seasons one night after it was closed, and you were talking, 
about connection and stuff like that. And and you encouraged me to cheat on my wife because Kevin. Well, no, did I? Yeah, <laughs> because because you 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 sensed early on that my wife and I didn't have a great relationship. At that I point. would never say you should cheat on your wife. <laughs> well, no, you didn't say that. Is this just well, for the record? I would never use that word for the record. Or? Exactly, man. Listen, let's get that clear. I would never you said. Have said that. Hang on, and first of all, just before we get into that, sensing that you were not in a good marriage, you, there was no sensing about it. You were very vocal about how unhappy yeah. you were for years. <laughs> Let me put it this way. <laughs> As you're, you know, you were, I think we were, as a matter of fact, I remember we were eating a grilled veal chop and you must have scarfed that thing down in about 30 <laughs> seconds, not even paying attention to the moment talking about it, right? That's so fat, David. Yeah. You were, you were, uh, there's no way I would have eaten the were, veal chop. I don't a, eat veal too. You were in emotional distress. Let me yeah. just say that. Or as a pork chop or something. I mean, if somebody couldn't sense that your marriage was in trouble. Oh yeah. That. Jesus. The season's pork chop. Oh my God. Season's <laughs> to this day. Season's. <clears throat> That's right. Season's yeah. best restaurant ever. So what did Kevin say that you've interpreted to go ahead and cheat on your wife? Oh, well, what he was talking about, we were talking about connection, yeah. right? And the importance of connection. He was talking about the connection he had with his wife and then, and he was like kind of incredulous that I'm like, no, like my wife and I have a successful, we're successful domestic partners and that's it, right? Yeah. And, and uh, he said, you know what, you need to just go out and find connection with another human being and remember what it's like and it'll change your life. So that was one thing, but that didn't convince me to leave my wife. At that point, I was like, <laughs> you're crazy, man. You don't know what you're talking about. Is that when you came back Some, and you were someday like, you'll oh, I'm going to go dating? And someday you'll be married for 24 years. No, it was much later. And I can't remember when we had this conversation. Well, the stories you were telling me were were just really degrading to yourself. Yeah. I mean, they were awful. Right? They were like awful the, stories. What you were doing, going home and... They were. Drinking yourself into oblivion, wishing her that she went to bed and angry at her all the time. And I mean, it was just like, wh- what are you Thank doing? Thank you for the PG version of that, Kevin. You know, yeah, it was... <laughs> I was like, oh, what a wonderful life. Now, that doesn't mean my <laughs> wife and I are perfect. No, who is? But yeah. what you were doing, were doing was, yeah. was uh, you know, trying to convince yourself that something else was going on there. Yeah, and I think it was, right. it was after I gave my notice, and you and I were talking about something, and we were talking about the future. And I said, you know, what are you going to do, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, I'm going to the and I'll be there for a while, and I don't really know. I said, but, I mean, I guess at the time it was it was 2016, so six years away or something like that. I said, well, I'll, I'm, I'm going to turn 50, and my daughter's going to turn 18, and I really want to go somewhere warm or somewhere with a beach or something like that. And this was right after, basically, my attempt to go move back to Kananaskis had been torpedoed because of, Ma- because of Megan and Jen. Um, Thank you, Megan. Good teamwork. Yeah. And uh, you said, well, will your wife let you? And I said, well, I can't imagine – my marriage is going to survive Callie turning 18. And you Mm -hmm. said, so are you saying you're only married because of your daughter? And I was like thinking, yeah, you naive torp. Like why else would I be married? (laughs) Clearly I'm not happy. Like this is what you do. You suffer for your children, right? Yeah. And you stay in, you stay in loveless marriages until they're gone. And you said, is that really the example that you want to set for her? And is that what you want? Yeah. Is that what you want her to think uh, (laughs) she should grow up and want? And it was like, Oh, right in the heart. And then, so I didn't get, I didn't separate right after that. Then there was this, a year where I said, you know what? I am going to put everything I can into this. Oh, I remember trying to make jokes about your marriage and how terrible it was. And you're like, no, no, Jen, we're yeah, making it. It's really like, good like, right now. And it's fine. <laughs> like, it was, like it was your fault. Yeah. And it's, well, I mean, 
or anybody's it was fault my, for yeah, that it was, it was as much my fault as anybody's. And I remember the most ridiculous point was I bought for Christmas, I bought my wife a $1,000 purse. And I remember oh, I remember buying her a $1,000 purse. <laughs> and Megan is not a $1,000 purse kind of person, right? Although I think she appreciates it at some point. I'm sure she loves it now. I don't know. I don't even know. If she's. It would be interesting to ask her. Ask her if you ever see her. Let's gym. get her on the podcast, yeah. David. <laughs> hey, Kevin, call her back. No, just yeah, kidding. call her um, it, it'd be interesting to find out, but I remember I bought it and I was like, there, that ought to do it. Yeah, sure. That's the like, band-aid. If this doesn't do it, nothing will. Oh my God, right? you're such a man yeah. right now. Like I can't even. <laughs> I know. Well, I realize, I, I admit I was wrong, right? So probably common to do though, buddy, I would imagine, right? You're a good guy. Like yeah. you're, if you weren't, you would have, you would have just slashed and burned a long time ago. I mean, ago, a solid six out of 10. Yeah. You know. It's after a while you just come to a realization and that's just the way it is, oh, right? Yeah, 100%, Unfortunately. 100%. What a depressing thing, but whatever. You told me something about you and your wife's setup. Are you still in the same house you lived in when I when I when we worked mm-hmm, together? Mm-hmm. What's the setup? Yeah. So at the time you told know. me you and your wife have separate living Getting areas. Nervous. Separate what? <laughs> separate living areas. Like you have No, 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 no. We have a great room upstairs and a living room in in the uh, first floor. So the great room upstairs is kind of like the man room, right? Uh-huh. And that's where I have a big TV and, and everything. It's open. There's no doors or anything. And it's the, the windows look out onto the street. So it's not like in a basement or a garage. <laughs> you don't have a typical and, man uh, cave. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the great room in the house above the garage, yeah. right? And um, and then she's got the living room beside the kitchen where she has her. So what I my point being, and we're kind of... Um, you know, we're in a good situation. A lot of people can't be in this situation. It's important to have your space, dude. Yeah. Like if you can't look at each other and go, hey, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do that and I'll see you in a bit or I won't see you because I'm going to be hanging out with so-and-so. It's like, okay, go have a good time. Go, you know, if you need something, give me a text, whatever. Okay, Jen, your opinion um, on that? Because that's, I think that's an ideal situation for a lot of people, men and women. What do you think? Well, we're best friends, too. Oh, God. Did you hear her? She just <laughs> laughed and said, oh, God. Uh, how long have you been married, Kevin? I know you've been together for 17 years. but how long? We've been together 17 yeah. years. So we, And we actually met at the Banff Springs Hotel. We worked online together. We were both cooks. Kevin was her boss. <laughs> of course. I, yeah, I was HR her boss nightmare. for a little while. I transferred her to uh, the Italian restaurant in the hotel, which is far away, so, so I didn't have to uh, deal with it. And nobody knew. Nobody knew for two years. Wow. Like I, I still met people who had no clue. People would see us in grocery stores and we'd have to split up and pretend we just saw each other <laughs> in Canmore and stuff. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. No, I, I definitely yeah. think it's important to have your own space. I mean, my husband's got his man cave as well, although I've put him in the basement. I'm not taking the room by the kitchen. Like, what am I, a stereotypical woman? But uh, no, I think it's important to have. I think I think people recharge different ways. I think Sean recharges by sort of going down into his space and, you know, doing whatever nerd shit he does. And mm-hmm. so, but in order for him to be mm-hmm. present in the family, he needs that time to charge doing his sort of thing, right? And I have my thing. Absolutely. And so no, I think that's very important. Yeah. I think it's important that you are individuals coming together, yeah. not people who need each other or need sure. something out of somebody else to repair you or make yeah. you a whole person or something ridiculous like that. It, it really is just about you coming together with a partner yeah. and uh, it's it either works or it doesn't, right? And I remember, like, I mean, Sean and I have been together since I was 19 years old and I remember, like, at the first, it was like, Sean and I have never... See, that's great. Sean, yeah. Right? That's fantastic. So far, so good. But Sean and I have never had that I can't live without you feeling. Like, it's never been like that. It's 
it's like every day it's a choice to be together. And I really appreciate that because it's like I could leave at any point in time, but I don't I don't want to, right? Like I, I love him. I enjoy our life together. So I really appreciate sort of having that choice to it and not feeling like I'm caught up in a moment. It, and it's hard work. Oh, for sure. Every day you have to make that choice. <laughs> yeah. It's not like the feeling of uh, like the first time or something doesn't last. No. It just doesn't. It, you evolve into, I think, something that's much more mature and much better, yeah. I would imagine. I think I love Robin more every day as each day goes by. That doesn't mean I don't get frustrated and we don't have our moments. But the point is we made sure we got along before we made the commitment. Mm-hmm. If you don't get along, I mean, we didn't get married for seven years. We were together for seven years. Uh, we did that on purpose, right? We took the leap a lot because quicker. Because <laughs> then you got a job where she wasn't her boss. Yeah. So then you could... <laughs> well, this is it. Right? I mean, we got married a lot quicker, but I mean, we didn't have kids for a really long time. Like it was eight years into our marriage before we had kids. So, well, this is and we don't we still don't have kids. I don't want kids. Fair enough. I have no desire to have children at all. Yeah, at this point, you probably won't have. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say that, but I thought maybe to me, <laughs> I might have kids with like an eighteen-year-old chick when I'm By like accident, sixty or right? something yeah. like that. But you're yeah, not going exactly, to admit to them being your kids. Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> he's he's going to father bastards is what he's saying <laughs> if i have an empire to leave i'll yeah. admit they're my <laughs> love child or something right that's the dream is to uh have a good life get rich father bastards and then die <laughs> yeah yep. just so the explosion yep. so you have your legitimate children then your bastard children come on the you know the funeral and they're like oh <laughs> it's like the old movie yeah, exactly stars, right? exactly that's funny. It's funny because I was like you guys for a while and I was like further along. I was, I was married for 24 years. And then, and that's the funny thing is when you do get out of it, you don't go back to like what it was like a few years earlier. You go back to the beginning, right? So how long have I been with Carol Ann? Like three years? Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah three or four, no, four years, like three and a half years, I think. Which is getting like to be kind Caroline. of a long time. Yeah, Caroline's my girlfriend. Have I met Caroline? No, no. I, I okay. think, you, first off, if you met Caroline, you'd love her, of right? Course, Everybody yeah. who meets her loves her. She's she's got an infectious energy. Like she's Yeah, just she's so, a ball of energy, yeah. right? But it is tough to be in a relationship, right? And I think it's... Kids? No, I'm not going to have kids. No, I have she doesn't no, have... Does no, she have kids? No, 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 no. I wouldn't. Good for I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't date somebody with kids. Come oh, on. Lord. No, I'm just kidding. Except just, for my sister. I'm just, how would yeah. I know? I'm just kidding, Amanda. I'm <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Except for my sister. <laughs> What's that? How would you know? How would you know if I she had kids? I years ago. I, I dated my best friend's ex who had his kid. Oh, my God. It was oh, fucking awful. What the hell? I was a young and stupid man. No, I like kids. I wouldn't, I would, if I was single, I was dating. I, would, I wouldn't care for a woman Wouldn't be kids. a deal breaker for you. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, as long as they had a dad who was in this taking care of what them. What kind and, of person are you now, though? Would you would you be polite and just go with it? Or would you say, no, no, I'm not doing no, that? No, David still loves kids. No, I would go with it. He I just would wouldn't go with have it. Yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I don't... Actually, it's not just that I wouldn't have anymore. I'm. I'm... I've I've done that, right? I've had my kid. Mm-hmm. We only had one, which is too bad because maybe if we had more, we wouldn't have gotten divorced. I wanted more. <laughs> because the children no, would have kept you that. together. If there was one <laughs> more, you would have yeah. stayed. No, I, I, I like kids, right? And Callie's doing fantastic. My daughter's, she's almost, uh, she's 17 now. She's 17. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And she's really, she's, it's one of those things where you have two people who are like six out of tens. And Callie so far, she's a good eight, nine, maybe showing maybe a 10 out of 10, right? Like she's smart and she's. 
She's got a good work ethic and she's got my my confidence and more mature than you. Yeah, I was gonna say Megan's maturity and sort of understanding of, you know, common sense, I suppose is what she'd call it. And yeah, she's doing really, really well. She just quit one of her jobs. She had two jobs. Yeah. Right. And stuff. So she's yeah, she's really focused on the future. But I've done that, right? Like I now that I've spent eighteen years raising somebody, right? I don't want to go back to the beginning. You couldn't pay me to go back to the beginning, and I'm not even as far out as you. Yeah. Like I wouldn't do it. You're not sixty five yet buddy you'll you just yeah. wait but i want to be 65 yeah, right like kirk douglas you know what i yeah, mean like, no uh, no like larry Tony king. curtis or something like that yeah. right like larry king exactly yeah, tony like, curtis yeah. <laughs> or larry king yeah. be, you'd be like that guy right He slaps the table and he goes, no, I got the Viagra. And that's when <laughs> I was wondering. Yeah, and yeah. that's when the lady at the end of the table, her eyes what? went big and she almost dropped her drink and it was freaking classic. <laughs> I love that guy, man. He, he, how long ago did he pass? Oh, I don't even know. How, it's so hard to judge time now, right? With the pandemic, everything blends yeah. together. A year ago, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And it sounded like. If we weren't on a podcast. I'd say so much more, my friend. About, about, uh. With the whole situation, right? With and how it went and how, what happened and near the end and all that jazz. Well, right? what are you afraid about talking about? If you've got your own business and all this stuff, like. Oh my, but no way. No way. No. At the end, it was, it was, it, it went, it, it was messy. It was a messy, it was like a messy divorce there. Yeah. There was a time where a lot of people would, because I kind of admired Pondomore. I mean, I still do. I admire the company Pondomore. I know I kind of shit talked them a little on, you know, because I shit my keys down the toilet and they didn't help me. But I, I think a lot of the stuff that they did, they were bold, right? But yeah, I mean, so many people, I mean, even kind of to this day will talk about the warts that that company has. And every company has warts, but they, I don't know. It's almost like it's been so long. They think that they're doing everything right. And I'll just say no company's doing everything right. You know what I mean? No, and I listen. I'm an entrepreneur, man. I'm not going to bash them. Uh, were there things that could have gone differently? Absolutely, 100. percent I think some of the decisions that were made came from the top, and I don't mean the old man. You know, there's a the whole feel of what's happening is being driven from that one particular guy. Yeah. You know, um, and it's unfortunate, right? I wonder how you fix it, though. Culture and good people and letting people do their job and quit interfering. And, you know, there's a, there's a revolving door in, in front of the place, right? Mm -hmm. There always has been there, though. But not when I was there. Like, the, the team was full. And we were full until I left, right? And we were rocking the place. And um, that's I'm what sure you need to do. at the same time, though, there was probably other parts of the hotel that were... Like, I think if you're the general manager, you're looking at this property, there's the, one of the challenges there is the transient nature of the employees. Yeah. But if people, you know, this as well as I do, if people want to be there, they want to be there. It's not about the money. It's not about where they're sleeping. It's not about the people around them. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. I it's, think, uh, I think the other thing is, cause you look at other hotels, I mean, even when, before I was there for the five months with you, you know, two years before that I had spent four and a half years there as a director of food yeah. and beverage. And so I, and I saw, I mean, we were consistently in the top five and then top 10 for the company for Delta, even with all the other issues, if you will, that we had. And before that I worked for Fairmont and Canadian Pacific hotels and I worked in the resorts and I worked in the mountains for 11 years. And you, at some point you have to accept certain realities of your business and then you build systems in 
like, okay, so we have a transient workforce. Let's accept that and let's work with it. And Canon Ascus was like a trailblazer for doing that with the, I I don't think it was much of uh, when you were there anymore, but live, what was it called? Oh my God, I can't remember. Yeah, no, no, no. I know what you mean. The whole website culture and everything. No, it was a fucking mess, dude. And the problem is they bit off more than they can chew. It was like somebody from, and it doesn't make you good or bad. It just makes you incapable, especially in the beginning. Taking somebody who has been, you know, let's put it in cook perspective. It's like taking a cook who's really good at cooking at uh, Denny's. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it's it's like it's like a cook who can cook at Denny's and man he's good or she's good at it or they. in this day and age they are good at it and that's great and and that and that serves a certain purpose but then taking that person and they did this a lot with every one of their people whether it be a chef or a rooms coordinator or a GM or whatever they did a lot um because that person was in a position in another hotel and um you know, they were out in the middle of nowhere in a, in a market that has nothing to do with what we were doing. And anyway, it's like taking that Denny's cook and then putting them into the Ritz-Carlton kitchen and putting them on the breakfast line and saying, okay, do me your thing. I think I don't think it will take, it'll take some time and some training. But what was the problem was, was the absolute arrogance of them when they came in to say, you know, shove aside, Sonny, we're going to show you what we can do. And the reality is it's, they couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think what happened is, is that they bit off more than they could chew. And what I understand is now it's running, not running nicely, but looks great. And the intention is there and everything else. But I think the other thing with it, you know, credit where credit's due is the, the property's done financially, it's done really well, right? Up until the pandemic, because there's a deep love people have, especially people from Calgary and, 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 and in Alberta and things like that, have for that hotel. And there's families whose tradition is to go to that hotel at certain times of the year, right? So on, so they basically took a lot of the roadblocks to success out of the way by renovating the property. Well, and some of the goofs that they hired after you left were... <laughs> unbelievably incompetent and and shouldn't have been there in the first place. I could tell you some stories, dude, that I don't want to because it, it could it could get me in trouble. Well, and we don't name names. Yeah. That's what I think of the spot. All that we do, but we... You know, wondering who's, who's what we're paying and when we're paying it and if we're paying it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That property that property's actually cycled through that issue like a couple times in its history. To their credit, you know... All of a sudden, you know, they're digging out the elevators and stuff and, and the, the old bitty management team who, and, and the whole thing was a disaster. I don't just mean one side. I mean the other side too. There was some pretty, pretty shady work going on there. You know, oh, with yeah, the elevators, sure. remember they, they lifted them up. They hadn't done anything to them in years. Yep. Oh yeah. Found absolutely. out they were, they were yeah. now $30,000 more than they should have been. And- oh, and so many problems with that hotel because the, the previous owner had basically taken money out of it for 20 years. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and, and not two of things. them left and the rest were dead or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, you know, I think it was a big dream. And at one time it was, and I think what we did is uh, it's kind of like Nortel. If, if you bought Nortel stock in the very end and squeeze just the last <laughs> little bit of life out of it. And I think that's what we did for about half a year. Yeah, yeah. But after that, it just 
And I, and I, the, one of the interesting thing about hotels, I think, is that they can continue with what they're doing for as long as they want to keep doing it, right? Like there, there really is. Yeah, that's why I'm out. Yeah, like like that's that's one of the challenges, right? Where after a while, you don't fit the mold. You stop getting green on the personality tests. Um, yeah, that's a good way to not, put it. You're not giving the correct answers because you're not following or towing the line, right? Um, food has now become. Um, cookie cutter right everybody's got to have a certain thing everybody's got to do a certain thing a certain way so um i know the culture is there and of empowerment and stuff but it, it really still has to fit within the model of what it is and um there is no idealism in you've joined the army basically i think when you you know g- getting back to the issue that i had with them this summer when i'm standing there and i'm like like i i'm sorry but i flushed my keys down the toilet and the toilet's mm-hmm. not flushing and the engineering guy stands there and is like, well, there's, there's, not, there's nothing I can do about this. Which and is I'm, not true. And I'm literally, yeah. I'm literally like, and it was funny because when I got back to my hotel, I talked to my chief engineer. I talked to every single guy in engineering. I said, mm-hmm. put yourself in this situation. What do you do? It's two bolts. You pull the toilet. You take the keys out. Yeah. You give, and, and you do your job and you're on your way, right? But the fact that you've created a culture there where, no, I can just tell the guest it's not my problem. Go fuck yourself. And the thing that frustrated me the most was, dude, you are going to have to pull this toilet anyway. Yeah. Like the keys. For the next guest. Like there it's is gotta, a, a yeah. big set of keys that, that the toilet won't flush, right? And he just did not want to be the guy to do it. So whether he was going to make it somebody else's problem or whatever he was going to do, the point was he didn't give a shit. And the funny thing was it wasn't just him because mm-hmm. I had called uh, front desk. I would told him the issue and – you know, I'd used mobile chat. I'd done all these things. I'd done everything I could to try to get somebody to help me. And they didn't. The funny thing was Callie was there with me. And Callie kind of grew up in that hotel when she was little. And uh, when I was there with you, remember, I was I was actually acting chief engineer the whole time I was there, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Which I wasn't qualified to do, but I learned a lot, I guess. And Callie yeah. said at some point after we were done, she was like, at one point, I thought you were just going to go get the wrenches and do it yourself. And I'm like, holy shit, I totally could have. Like, I totally could have just walked out of the shop and been like, don't mind me, just boring a boring aggressive wrench. You know where it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And told the guy, hey, there's going to be a toilet sitting in the bathtub in my room. So you're going to want to come up there and then put it back. But Culture. Yeah. <laughs> Starts at the top. Somebody didn't care. Yeah, but that's that's what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, eh, but they're doing. You know, uh, the I, thing is, they're doing I, all right, and they'll do all right for a long time. Because yeah. I don't think a lot of people see those issues, which is unfortunate. Because it's like, I mean, they're also demanding a high rate, which for me means the service should be there, right? Oh, but yeah, I mean, 100%. well, this is the difference between an excellent hotel and a, and like a family hotel. Like it'll never be anything but a family hotel. Uh, pancakes and lots of kids running around with ski boots. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It looks nicer, and there's some good food. Uh, but we serve some really good food too. In a in old places, right? But yeah. the crowd is still the same. Yeah, and and maybe that's all they need to be for that crowd. Yeah, maybe. And that's the thing, right? That's all they need to be. But that's that's the service you're going to get. You're going to get family style service, like, hey, don't worry about it, type thing. I'll get to it later. Hey, uh, have some cake. See, but I think <laughs> I think just from my time there, family style service means that when kids are hungry, you have the capacity to feed them. Mm. And what I've heard is that they've given up on a lot of that. We even talked about that in the Brent podcast, yeah. right? Like how it's funny how this is turning into a uh, trash can and ask us podcast. But the uh, and I maybe I'll, we'll leave it here at that because people don't want to. It's probably boring people, but them not just but hotels in general and businesses in general. Everything seems to boil down to a bottom line now. It's accounting, dude. Yeah, it's accounting. You know, the romantic side of me when it comes to hotels is like there are people who are willing to pay for things to just be good. Right. And, and have and have no excuses and have a commitment to service and a co- commitment to quality and people are willing to pay. But it's almost like people are, are don't know what that looks like anymore. Right. So they'll still pay and they'll still take, 
Well, definitely. I think just in general, not even hotels, I think service in general is not what it used to be, right? I think if people are doing the bare minimum, then that seems to be like, oh my gosh, great service. And it's not, right? Well, and it's funny because, uh, you know, even a year ago, two years ago, I met my brother at the Springs because we, I used to work there years ago and, uh, we went for Christmas. We stayed for Christmas. Wow. And, um, yeah, I mean, they all, they have all sorts of great deals on and, um, and if you know people too, right? Yeah. I think knowing people is yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> well, now we do. Oh, do we lost them. What? This has never happened before. I know. <laughs> I think we lost them from both. What? Maybe he was just done with us. Yeah, maybe he's. he's well, we're, we're at an hour and 10 minutes recording time, so maybe that's it. Maybe that is just where we leave him. All right. Any parting Any parting uh, comments? Um, no. I mean, I think everything I have to say is probably a whole other podcast, so we'll just leave it as that. Well, hopefully at some point. So just to catch people up on what's happening with the podcast, since our last great appeal to have you guys reach out and connect with us, none of you have. <laughs> so thanks for that. So you, we have asked people to reach out to us, and none of you have. We are on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Is that everything? Yeah, because you yeah. took off your Twitter handle, so we're no longer Buy on Twitter. Buy me a coffee. Yeah, you can get a hold of Jen on Twitter, but really, Twitter is just a bunch of people yelling at each other. Some ding-dong, if you want to get a hold of me. <laughs> or if you Google Loosen Conversational Podcast, you'll get one of us. Yeah. Um, but really, who uses Twitter? You. You use Twitter. Yeah, no, I've... <laughs> No, I'm sanitizing myself on oh, Twitter. Okay. I had like a blow up a couple of weeks ago and I was just, I was so angry and I'm like, you know what? Twitter is so negative and... Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is just a poison environment. So we'd really hope you, you can buy us a coffee and go to buymeacoffee.com slash LNC podcast. By the way, in case anybody's wondering what happened to Kevin, his battery died in his computer. Oh, other Kevin. Does he not have a charger, other Kevin? Uh, no, he said he was going to go plug it in, but I said, no, we're at an hour, so we're going to wrap it up. Well, bye, Kevin. Alrighty. Well... Next week, we are hoping to have... I'm so excited. Yeah. Are you really? I am. Oh my gosh, yes. Why? Because I watched the show growing up. And so even though he's no longer that person, per se... still that person. person. No, I'm just excited. I loved that show growing up. I loved it growing up. Yeah, his name's Scott Vicarious. Breaker High. Um, I don't know if he's going to talk about being Scott Vicarious. Well, he better because I'm fangirling over here. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Oh well, it'll gosh, be yes. interesting because we'll, we'll maybe because now what I do is I'm going to send him basically some information about the show. So we'll ask him, do you want to talk about being Scott? Because this guy lived in Los Angeles for 10 years. Yeah. But he's also another guy who worked at Kananaskis, who, yeah. who another hotel guy. Well, and I want like Breaker High, did they ever film on a boat? Were they always on set? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I loved the show growing up. Well, put together a list of questions and I'll send it to him. I, we won't even ask about Ryan Gosling, but you know. Yeah, he knows famous people. I know. Like he was the hot guy yeah. on the show, right? So yeah, back fun. then Ryan Gosling was this like nerdy little sidekick and he was the hot guy. And it's funny because I still think he's attractive. Well, I haven't seen him, so it's hard to say. Yes. But anyways, I'll have to let my husband know if I can have a hall pass for this particular guest. Well, but we're, it's remote. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Kevin, for joining us. Thanks. Have yourselves a wonderful week and we will talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Loosen Conversational podcast. Catch us every week at loosenconversational.com. You can reach us through the website or email directly at opq72 at loosenconversational.com. That's O as in hour, H as in hour, P as in pseudonym, E as in urn, U as in urn, K as in knob, E as in I, I as in I, W as in right, 72 at loosenconversational. Spelt just like it sounds. Bye, everyone.